Welcome to another edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. And On Tap this week is a chair-elect of FCSI of the Americas, which in our world means she's the next leader of the division, or vice president, if you will. She's been a proven leader from the moment she got involved with FCSI over 10 years ago as a member of the division's Young Leaders Committee called ICON, and she's a principal at Rippy Associates. Please welcome Miss Christine Guillaume. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the show. Hi, Wade. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, it's been a, a long ride and a fun ride for you and I so far. I think I met you right before I took over as executive director when we were planning the Minneapolis conference uh, back in 2009, believe it or not. Um, and uh, yeah. we've been involved with so much together over the years. So I, I love the fact that with this set of interview questions, I get to know the Christine a little bit deeper. So I'm really excited to get to these questions today. So, but to get things started, the whole purpose of these videos really is to kind of get to know our members. And so we're going to start with the real basics. Tell me a little bit how you got your start in food service consulting. Well, I got my start um, while I was in college. I was uh, going to school out in California and uh, Clevenger Associates had an office out there that my um, professor was very involved with. And she encouraged all of us students to um, use it as some experience as well as uh, I was end up uh, hired by them. So I had a job with them and I worked with them for a year between my uh, schooling and my internship. So I had a little taste of, of food service consulting and, and never really clicked that that was going to be like a future for me. But, um, you know, about eight years later, it's been my future for 25 years. So I uh, kind of fell into it a little bit, but i um, glad that uh, serendipity happened to me uh, back in Minneapolis. And with Rippy, I know you do a lot of different types of projects and stuff. Are you, but are you, uh, in particular, personally involved with a, a certain number of segments? Are you? Do you hone in on a certain segment of the industry, or do you kind of have your hands in everything? Well, my background is a dietitian, and so um, Rippy always had a very strong healthcare design connection, which is what drew me there. Um, so I started out in healthcare, um, did some K through twelve. I would say uh, I'm a healthcare principal now, and probably 90% of my projects are healthcare related uh, with a smattering of K through 12 and schools uh, in there. Nice. Nice. And so have, what have you, in the last 10 years, um, and talking to other consultants as well, I, I, I know that you really do focus a lot on healthcare. How has that healthcare food service changed? Because I know it has from talking to you and others over the years, but can you tell the audience a little bit how hospital food is no longer hospital food or, or healthcare food is no longer healthcare food? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Wait, is that everybody always thought it was the, you know, uh, the, the meat potato uh, style of food service, the steam table, the, you know, ugly plates. And really since, um, you know, last 15 years or so uh, with the kind of advent of room service, uh, it's really stepped up the game. There's been a lot more culinary. Everybody has a chef now. Uh, a lot of the departments are run now by chefs versus dietitians. When I started, and one of the reasons it was such a good marketing thing for us to have a dietitian do healthcare food service is that's who we were working with. Now, uh, many of them are run by chefs and have a much more um, culinary and food focus to them. 
Uh, so it's very you know quality uh, oriented um, and on demand and made to order. So a lot of changes since I've been involved. Interesting. So do the chefs and the RDs still work you know, in tandem or is it really mostly focused on the chef now? They do. I mean, there's a lot that's happened too with liberalized diets, you know, back before there was very strict diets, but now hospitals are getting so much more acute where they're dealing with a lot more sicker patients. Um, And so either they're not eating or by the time they're well enough to eat, they're on the way home. So there there's a, most of it is, serving the staff, you know, there's 80% of the people that we serve meals to in hospitals are staff. Uh, so there's, there's not as much, you know, kind of diet, but they're still involved together, making sure now it's more of a community focus, like a wellness focus, like what can we do together to do prepackaged meals and other items for the community and staff. And I know some of them still do some pretty good sweets because I've probably had the best chocolate chip cookie ever at a hospital in uh, Springfield, Illinois still. So much so that people from the community would actually go to that hospital cafeteria to get the chocolate chip cookies. And it was not open to, the, I mean, obviously it's open to the public, but it's not really the first place you think of to go get a cookie. So How do we keep the customers in the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So in all the work you've done over these years, is there a certain project that's become your favorite to think back on or one that just stands out more than others? I think the ones that stand out for me uh, are probably the longest. My California hospital projects, because they take so long to build, um, some of them we were involved in in 2007, just got built in 2019. Uh, wow. So there's some of my favorites from a longevity standpoint. But I would say that the thing I like most when I'm, when I'm working on a project is when we, we do multiple projects with the same team. So some of the school districts, we've done, you know, six or seven different schools with the same leadership team. And then you really get to know each other. You get to bounce things off. We tried something here. They would rather do it this way. So by the time you're on your fourth or fifth project with the same team, you know, you really have, uh, you're in sync. You know what the other person wants. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun when you have that kind of relationship. Fun. Now, I don't know if you realize this or not, um, or if you've, if you've come to the realization of this or not, but you will be the first woman to chair FCSI of the Americas in its history, and only the third, I believe, the third woman to ever lead FCSI when it comes to being in a presidential or a divisional chair role. What does that mean to you when you think about FCSI and being a, a, a woman leader in our association? Well, now you just scared me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I think it's exciting because I never really see gender, you know, it just, you know, I get in, I get involved. I, I do think no matter who who's there and, and what their background is, it's so sometimes I don't even think about it, I just kind of keep jumping in. And it, I didn't realize that I would be the first female. There's so many great females, you know, before me that have been in leader positions with FCSI that I didn't know that. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud. I mean, I'm proud that I get to help be part of the leadership. And, um, you know, there's a lot of females in our industry mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, when I started, there weren't as many. I agree. Um, so I, anything we can do to be a role model to get, you know, uh, more equality into food service, it's, it's a fun profession. It, it just makes, you know, there's a lot of female interior designers, but not so many female food service consultants. So it's, it's, a, it's a good marriage. You don't, I hope that more join and, and, become leaders. We have, we have a lot of fun. So I, I completely agree. Well, I know we have a lot of fun. I would agree with that. At least <laughs> I have a lot of fun. I don't know if the rest of you do or not, but I do. 
Now, I know you're very passionate about FCSI, but you're also very passionate about a lot of other associations that you're affiliated with. So besides the obvious business development opportunities, what have you gained or learned from being involved, actively involved, actually, with other associations in the industry? Yeah, I mean, besides the friendships that you're mentioning, Wade, uh, which I think, you know, the connections are always so important, um, not just business wise, but friendship wise and support wise. There's just been so much knowledge I've learned um, with Association for Healthcare Food Service or AHF. Um, I was very involved uh, in that group and having a mix of the operators and the business partners. I learned a lot from both. I mean, a lot, I learned a lot about the business side of things from the business partners and we call them allies. Mm-hmm. Uh, SSI, and I learned, you know, just what my customer wants and needs in a in a situation where you're just out having a beer with them or a glass of wine, and they're just talking about their frustrations or what they need help with. You know, you don't know that if you're sitting back in your desk and you're not out with them listening to what their current issues are. So I just learned so much about what their needs are and how I can hopefully help provide some solutions to them. Uh, so it's a lot of technical knowledge, and with the with the consultants. You know, I'm always, you know, finding that somebody's doing something a different way. And, you know, is that something we could think about? Or I never even thought about that. Uh, so I learned a lot about kind of procedure and project management from the, the FCSI group. Yeah, I, it's interesting to me for in the hospitality field, especially on in the part of the industry that we're in. I tell people when they ask me whether it's an allied member or a consultant member that that joins the association, how can I get more involved or how can I, what's the best thing I can do once I join? The first thing I tell people is show up because I can tell you everything that the association does, but attending those events, whether it's a regional event, a national event, an international event, it doesn't matter to me. You do get to, you learn as much from each other at that bar conversation as you do from any any educational opportunity that I can put in front of you as as a meeting planner. Um, because it really does come down to you and another consultant can talk and learn exactly how you do things completely opposite, but yet both of you are doing a great work, just a different way of doing it. So it, it, I always tell people, don't sit in your hotel room when you go to those, get out and meet people. And if you can't meet people easily, Find one or two people within the associations that are outgoing that will be willing to mentor you to introduce you to people because they're out there. I, I know so many like yourself, especially that welcomes new people and, and walks them around. And I've seen you do it where you walk around a room at an event and introduce new people to people that you know, because quite honestly, you know, everyone, I think. So I think it's great that uh, that philosophy is there for you as well. We've all been newcomers. And I mean, I think that the difference is I will, you know, when you start, you feel like you're on the outside, you see this group of people that look like the in click, you know, and you, the best way I think you can get into that is to, you know, jump on a committee, meet 12 people more intimately, you know, and then jump on a larger committee. And you can't do that. Yeah, if you're sitting in your hotel room, but and also just to not take yourself so seriously, you know, to be have fun. Um, you know, we, we kind of set ourselves apart on the other side of HF by just doing goofy lip syncing and wearing costumes and just doing different things because those people, people come and talk to you then they yeah. think you're kind of a little crazy. And yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of crazy, what is one thing about Christine that 
no one would probably ever guess. What's a hobby or a habit or some kind of little secret about Christine that if they were to meet you would probably never guess they would about you? Hobby wise, I think uh, I'm a scuba diver. So I think that a lot of times I used to use that as my uh, kind of when people had to guess what the one thing about you, I don't watch TV. So that's another thing. I, I don't, I've never watched a, a medical drama or a CSI or a law and order ever in my life. <laughs> I've never seen any of those things. Um, so I would say probably that and I, my love for, um, I love English mysteries. Nice. Uh, so I love pretty much anything English, like, uh, like Jane Austen romances or P.D. James mysteries, um, kind of a Anglophile in that way. Yeah, well, that's great. As we talked a little bit about with the, the newcomers too, what is the one piece of advice you would give to someone that's thinking of becoming a food service consultant, whether they're young or whether they've been in the industry for a while? What's one piece of advice you'd give them? I would say to just make an appointment, you know, if obviously it would be better face to face, but to have coffee with another consultant and just talk to them about what they're doing, what they're passionate about, what they like, and let them, you know, ask you the same questions so that you can really get to know them. You can find out what they like. And, and as, if they're well connected, they will you know, introduce you to a few more people to talk to because there's so many specialties in our consulting area that, you know, really there's room for everybody. There's so many different areas and places you can take consulting too. So I think, uh, you know, just sitting down, if it's a virtual coffee chat or a virtual happy hour, just make that Zoom connection or that in-person connection. I think it's better than even just being on the phone, something face-to-face, something to see each other and talk about what you want to do in food service and where you see yourself going. That, that's a great answer. Um, last question I've got for you, formal questions, that is, you know, you're the next leader of the division. Um, what do you see or what would you like the future of FCSI, the Americas, to look like? What I'm happy to say is I think I've seen it happening for, you know, the last 10, 15 years or 10, 12 years, whatever it's been. Um, I'd like to see that everybody can support each other, that they can help um, when somebody has a, a, a project that needs some help, that they can join together, they can work together on that project or independently, that they really do support each other. And I hate to say the whole support and so our whole tagline, because <laughs> <laughs> that's cheesy. Um, but I was going to say inspire because, I, you know, I'm inspired by watching the folks that do hospitality and do just such incredibly different things. So I think that I'd like to see other people be inspired and really treat each other as colleagues and friends and not competitors. I think that already happens, but just keep taking that to the next level and really make sure people are getting and feeling like they're part of our group, you know, right. keeping it cohesive, keeping it, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit of a conflict avoider anyways. That's why everybody get along and be happy and <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the organization, the people that belong to it. Well, that's, that's great. I look, I look forward to that. I agree. I think that's, where the future of this association is. And I think we are getting there. Um, but as you know, uh, as well as anyone, you know, 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. So I think we're, we're definitely getting to that area though, where people are more comfortable about it. I mean, I hope that's kind of what this whole on tap create uh, video creation was done for is to kind of get to know each other and break down the walls of that mysterious food service consultant that's behind the wall that you've heard of, but maybe don't really personally know. And, bring out the little more personal side of the consultants. So 
you know, when you do see them next, maybe you already got something in common with them that you didn't even know you had. So now you've got people that at scuba dive that the next conference that you're at, they may feel a little more comfortable if they've never met you to walk up and go, Hey, Christine, I saw your video. I know you scuba dive. So that's where I hope we lead to. Wonderful. Well, that's all I've got as far as formal questions go, but I do like to end our uh, interviews with a little bit more fun. So I've got a set of questions of would you rather. So if you don't mind, we're going to go through these and uh, just tell me what your choice is going to be so we can peek into that mind of Christine. Um, The first one is going to be, would you rather be covered in snakes or bees? Oh, bees. Yeah. (laughs) Snakes, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be able to sing or be able to dance? Dance. Would you rather own a restaurant or own a dollar store? <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> I already know the answer to this one, but because you've already kind of answered it for me, it's give up TV for a year or give up the internet for a year. Yeah, TV. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere in the world or be able to read minds? Read binds. Have all traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to stand in line again? Never have to stand in line again. <laughs> Would you rather see your future or fix your past? See my future. Have unlimited first class plane tickets or never have to pay for food service again? Oh, that's tough. First class. Would you rather be able to use a fork and no spoon? Or a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? Oh, a spoon, definitely. Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? A famous villain. Would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or 100 horses the size of a duck? I'll take the mini horses, please. The mini horses? (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Christine, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining the show. Tell people how they can get more about you or more about Rippy and and get in touch with you. Sure. You can always follow us uh, at www.rippyassociates.com. That's probably a good place to start or I'm on the FCSI. You can find me on the the pages if you search for me there. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, It was a lot of fun seeing you today. I hope to actually get to see you again in person very soon. And until then, good luck. Well, that wraps up this edition of On Tap presented by FCSI of the Americas. If you enjoyed today's show, please do me a favor, like, subscribe, and share the show. Check back next week when we interview another FCSI member consultant. But until then, cheers. Cheers.